TNT Audio Publishing presents The Carl Dark Cruiser Saga Chronicles by T.L. Dawnstar. Written and read by T.L. Dawnstar. Book 1.0 The Universe Code. Chapter 12.5 Just Deserts The wind was slowly rising, and the burning light from the planet's three and a half suns beat down on three figures standing alone amidst the near-infinite flat expanse of the sand-strewn plain. Carl Darkcruiser, Deborah Dwarfstar, and Felicity Phobos stood in deafening silence for what seemed like absolutely ages. The hands of the two women held firm and steady, and the weapons held within those firm hands shot hot, gleaming spikes of reflected light off their gleaming and reflective surfaces as they were gripped tight, fingers on triggers, in the firm hands of the two women. Not one of the trio moved a muscle until Carl shot a look over Deborah's android shoulder to meet Felicity's eyes. With this simple glance, his eye seemed to convey so much through the haze of acrid smoke still rising from the remains of his smoldering beard. The intense look was packed to the brim, with a potent mix of feelings and expressions, ranging from the understandable what the f to a semi-overwhelming relief over not being shot in the face. But Felicity didn't flinch, or even blink, as she kept her eyes locked on her target. Deep in her brain, she knew that if Deborah decided to fire, and she had no doubt that she intended to, that her own reflexes would be no match for her mother's advanced motors, and that her objectively sexy robot body would spin around and knock her out before Felicity's finger could even think about squeezing the trigger. I said, drop it. No, I cannot do that, darling. Don't you call me that. You lost that right a long time ago. Now drop it or I'll... You what? Kill your own mother to save this pathetically psychotic excuse for a man? Carl was hurt at her casual piss-take of his quite serious disability, but had to admit that Carl Darkcruiser Space Cyclops had a certain ring to it, and began thinking about the practicalities of a multi-platform rebrand before quickly remembering the life-threatening situation in which he was currently balls-deep. Such of the old dark cruiser charm will sort this hot mess right out, he thought, and peeled back his lips to flash the pair a roguish, if yellowing, smile. Ladies, please, I'm sure we can work- Shut up! Came the synchronized mother-daughter reply. Deborah turned her head slightly towards Felicity. He knows too much. You know our covenant. He must die. Your covenant, Deborah. I left that behind a long time ago, or have you forgotten what you did? I did my duty! You killed my best friend! The android's steady hand began to shake slightly, as the powerfully wrought emotions of the family drama bubbled somewhere deep inside her cold and flashing circuits. She would have exposed that cult! That could not be allowed to happen! Susan was a traitor, and deserved a traitor's death. She knew that the cult were nothing but a bunch of power-hungry right-wing nutters with a fetish for a thing that doesn't even exist. The galaxy deserves to know the truth. There is but one truth. The truth of the clone. And soon all the galaxy will know its powerful light. And I will not allow anyone, 
even you, to stop me. With lightning speed, a metal arm flung itself 180 degrees and struck Felicity right in the side of her temple, sending her flying several meters across the sand. A deep synthesized growl reverberated from Deborah's face-mounted audio emitters as a long suppressed anger began to take hold of her. Felicity recognized that growl from her childhood and she knew what was coming next. Deborah marched towards the prostrate Phobos with deadly speed and even deadlier intent. Carl saw his chance and he dropped down and grabbed for his phase blaster from his now fully sand-covered belt. He whipped it free of the secure holster and rolled into optimum firing position. He fired two shots into the broad metal back of Deborah Dwarfstar. They bounced harmlessly off her titanoid-plated body and ricocheted back towards him, causing him to smash his face down into the sand to avoid them. The agent of the cult locked her legs in position and spun her torso a full 360 degrees like a big metal owl, and leveled her rifle at Dark Cruiser. Get down, Dark Cruiser! screamed Felicity as she grabbed a handful of fine sand and threw it directly into the horizontal slit of her metal mother's optic sensor. Almost instantaneously, a combat-booted Robofoot booted her combatively in the chest, and she felt the breath leave her lungs faster than the speed of thought. Phil strained her neck to see the large metallic foot of the being that was once her flesh-and-blood mother pinning her helplessly to the gritty ground, like she was a tastefully embossed sheet of A4 being held securely in place by a sinister robotic paperweight. Meanwhile, Carl had reattached his handsome action belt and was in the process of dusting off the worst of the sand as he zag-zigged his way across the fully exposed area towards the silvery murderous, firing rhythmic blasts of phase energy as he scrambled ever closer and fiddled with his haphazardly fastened belt. Despite his failure to successfully shop around when purchasing the belt, leading to him paying over the odds for the leather trouser holder and additional pocket provider, he had grown extremely attached to it, and, by definition, it to him. The thought of the corrosive sand eating away at his most reliable of comrades at the hands of some psycho gynoid filled him with the rage that fueled his potentially suicidal charge towards her. He had developed similar, if less intense, feelings for Felicity. Standing on one leg and using the other to restrain her daughter, Deborah tracked his movements through the scope of her rifle and ran them through a complex series of calculations in order to determine the perfect moment to fire a fatal headshot. Her processors were so engaged in running the myriad of manifold computations that her electrical distribution matrix core had automatically diverted power from her other systems to compensate for the extra juice needed, including from her audio sensors or robot ears, which were now operating at less than 25% efficiency which perfectly explains why the incredibly advanced literal killing machine didn't hear the bizarre sound approaching rapidly from above her, which would perhaps best be described as a sort of low rumble mixed with a kind of gimpish squeal topped off with the sound of a faulty dishwasher spray arm mercilessly smashing against a struggling carburetor. Felicity had finally reached her back left pocket, which she'd been struggling to get at since she'd been slammed to the ground looked up and realized it hadn't been a moment too soon. A strange, lanky shadow grew larger and larger around the former assassin and former human as Deborah's overworked processors finally returned a result. Within a matter of nanoseconds, it was all over. 
Just as Deborah fired her trademark bullet, she felt an extreme high-voltage shock ripple through her leg, causing her self-preservation subroutine to activate retrieval procedures and throwing her aim off by an infinitesimal amount. Her leg snapped back into position as Felicity rolled away and Carl was swept off his cyber toes by a shot to his broad shoulder. Before anyone had a chance to think, Deborah was engulfed by eight creepily human feet on the ends of eight spindly legs that came crashing down from the clear pink sky above. With an almighty splagonk resulting from the sudden collision of weird alien horse thing and absolutely gorgeous robot woman, sand flew everywhere in an explosive fountain, arcing up in the dusty tendrils like the dry and crusty sands of a long disused mop left unattended and forgotten in the utility room of an abandoned gastropub. Terry! Oh, you beautiful bastard! Ow! shouted Carl between sobs of pain as he poked his fresh bullet wound with his big finger. He knew it would hurt, but the overwhelming temptation to prod the newly formed bullet hole was overwhelming, and his exploratory digging revealed that the bullet had shot clean through his dense musculature. Felicity sprang to her feet and rushed over to the pile of legs and metal with a pencil she'd quickly removed from her glittery sock. Sliding into position on her knee-padded knees, she quickly and deftly jabbed the pencil into the still-dazed and terry-trampled Deborah. The stylus plunged deep into Dwarf Star's emergency power-off switch, located a few centimeters inside the robot's olfactory sensor array, the closest thing that passed to a nose on that steely, inhuman face. The android's words became rapidly dipped in pitch. As her systems powered down and the electric blue light behind her optical slit faded into a deep black as the shutdown process completed its cycle. From behind her, Phil heard shuffling footsteps in the sand, followed by a string of unintelligible, confused noises roughly forming themselves into a blithering half-sentence. It was Carl Darkcruiser. Phobos, help with the hand and... And the life signs and the chip. There's no time to explain that now, and frankly, even if we had all the Starmans in the world, you wouldn't understand it anyway. Carl was still completely shell shocked as he fought with Terry's reins in a cack handed attempt to distangle the beast from the machine. He looked down at Deborah, then back up at Felicity. She thought he looked like he was about to ask her a load of stupid questions, so decided to head him off at the pass. Oh, calm down. Mummy dearest here is just part done. She preemptively answered. Which is why I brought this. She threw aside the silver heat-reflecting poncho and reached inside the back right pocket of the tight dark blue jumpsuit she wore underneath to produce a miniature las cutter. With a maniacal glint in her eyes, she ignited it and placed it across Deborah's neck. Stop! What the hells are you doing? I need her alive. So do I, you overgrown biscuit farmer. As much as I'd love to see her bite the proverbial and literal dust, we only need her brain, and not the stabby-stabby shooty-shooty body it's attached to. For the first time since her daring rescue of him, Felicity gave him a proper look up and down, as he finally fully dislodged Terry from the mangle and gave it an affectionate rub under its frontal glands. Gods, man, you've really gone to the dogs without me, huh? You look like a Keklong spider tiger dragged you through a Sulcanian torture bush backwards then fed you to a Zarkian garbage man with skin condition. Alright, I get the picture. Only half of it, though, am I right? Sorry, too soon? No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> it's good to see you, Fenella, he said loadedly. 
deliberately using the word C and skillfully setting up a follow-up glib comment about his horrific injury. He knew the temptation for her to crack wise was building to an almost volcanic level by the severe tightening of her lips and the extreme whitening of her knuckles as she painfully clenched her fists until the moment passed. See you too, Carl. She finally blurted out before slamming her massive hand across her smart mouth to prevent any further insensitive gags. Dark Cruiser had to admit, to himself, obviously, that he was impressed by her restraint. Sensing this, she shot him a broad, toothy grin, and then she cut her mother's head off and threw it in a bag. The Carl Dark Cruiser Saga Chronicles is a production of Dawnstar Audio, written and read by T.L. Dawnstar. Carl Dark Cruiser was played by T.L. Dawnstar. Deborah Dwarfstar was played by Emma Smith, and Felicity Phobos was played by Theodora C. Sinclair. Get in touch via electronic mail using the address tldawnstar at gmail.com or via Twitter at tl underscore dawnstar. Next chapter, The Forever Forest.